I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 130. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Doug Newfield. Doug is a mortgage broker with DLC Mortgage Negotiators based at Langley, BC. We had a great conversation. One of the things that he shared with me that I thought was pretty clever was this magazine called Homes by Design. And it's a magazine that he gets to be sort of the star of. He's the only advertiser, he's on the cover. He gets to add some of his own content and it's mailed to his clients. And for him, it's had a really good success in terms of just keeping his clients engaged. I always think it's important to invest in your database. Before we get to Doug's interview, I'd like to thank our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender of BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I personally use their product or service and I can give it my 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. So I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing from some lenders are running low on cash, not these guys. If you're a broker who's looking for a lender for your next B deal in BC, Alberta, check out Pioneer West Acceptance and tell them you heard about them from I Love Mortgage Brokering. They're big supporters of our community and check them out at pioneerwest.com. This episode is also sponsored by Fundever.com. Fundever is an online platform that connects brokers with commercial lenders. I don't know about you, but I personally only see a small handful of commercial deals a year. And without doing a pile of research, I can only name two or three commercial lending options. Fundever allows me to compete with the commercial lending titans by giving me a bigger and better Rolodex than 99% of the commercial brokers in the marketplace. And the best part is, it's totally free for brokers to use. All you have to do is set up a free account, and when you have a commercial deal, you log in, submit some details, and your loan is shopped to dozens and dozens of commercial lenders. They've had dramatic growth because commercial lenders want deals, and brokers wanted a marketplace to shop those deals. It really is a win-win scenario. Check out Fundever at Fundever.com, and check out this interview with Doug. Hey, Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott, glad to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got into the mortgage business? Because most kids, when they're in kindergarten, don't say, hey, when I grow up, I want to be a mortgage broker. Well, yeah, exactly. I came straight out of university looking for a job in the finance business, and I wanted to do something on the asset management side. But lo and behold, everyone wanted some financial experience. So um, I looked for something in financial experience that I could work a lot of hours in and make some okay money and get some experience. So I met a mortgage broker, interviewed about five different places and decided that's what I wanted to do, thinking it would be a short-term solution of like two or three years till I got the experience I needed. And uh, anyways, here I am 22 or 23 years later, still mortgage broker. So it was a a short-term plan that turned into 22 years. You must have seen in the last 22 years a lot of change that has happened in our industry. What's one positive thing that you've seen happen in since starting out as a broker? Well, the biggest thing is consumer awareness of what we do and then automatically realizing that a broker is your best choice. Because when I started, your first conversation with people was explaining what a mortgage broker did because they never heard of it. Mm-hmm. The market share was probably really small. I bet you it was around 5% back then. So it's changed. You know, Scotiabank came on side and BMO came on side. So as the banks came on, it made our industry more reputable. So I would say that's the biggest thing because when you talk to people now upon first contact, they already know what you do. So, they, you know, they just want to know how you're going to take care of them, really. Mm-hmm. I find people just want to know, how is it different? So what's like they go, I kind of know what you do. You're in mortgages, but how? Are, what's the difference between? So when somebody asks you that question, they say like, so how are you different than working with a bank? What type of thing would you say to them? 
Well, it's just really simple saying you could walk in your own bank and they're going to sell you the bank's product. But if you talk to a mortgage broker, they're going to tell you every bank's product, which one has the strengths and weaknesses, which are the pitfalls to look out for. And it's a free service. So you can do all your research. You can get the mo- the mortgage most tailored to your needs by someone who has the knowledge of only doing it all day long. It doesn't cost you a single thing in most cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally true. I'm, I like Peter Matheny says, if you ask a Ford dealer what type of car to buy, they're going to tell you a Ford, right? So you don't work for just Ford. You've got like lots of lots of options. So before we dive in your story, I'd like to ask you about a success quote that's really had an impact in your life or business. I love how quotes are memorable, they're portable, and they just, for me, they help me like keep on track. So is there any quotes that have really impacted you? Well, I would say um, from the way I do my business, I, I mean, I don't know the exact quotes or how it goes, but there's, you know, a very famous one that says, you know, people forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So I always think of that with every all of our client contact, you know, from initial contact to, you know, lifelong contacts with clients is always, you know, how do we make them feel about speaking with us about their mortgage, their financial situation, that we're always, you know, helping them and that we have a vested interest in their feelings. So we can spew numbers all day long, but it's about how we make them feel. And then I would say on the business side of things, you know, I don't listen to a lot of stuff like I used to, but I remember Tony Robbins had this big thing about, you know, you don't get your shoulds in life, you get your musts. So I always say, unless you make it a must, it just isn't going to happen. So if you say I should be doing this or I should be doing that, it won't happen. But if you say, you know, I must do this because this is what I want, it'll happen. I've noticed speaking with successful mortgage brokers and entrepreneurs that failure happens, but it's never final. Um, And there's always a lesson in it when you look back on it. Can you think of a time when you failed at something, but looking back, there was a lesson in it for you? I'm pretty fortunate. I haven't had any big failures. You know, knock on wood, I always say I lead a pretty gifted life. Things things seem to work out pretty good for me. But I would just say this is I do take responsibility for everything. So even if it's the smallest little failure, I mean, we have issues with clients or lenders or something. And I always say typically it's going to be my fault and I'm the one that's going to take the, the blame for it because... If I look back, you know, there's something I could have done better. I could have prepared better. Can you think of some uh, situation that where that happened where you were like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the ownership of this, even though maybe the client omitted something or. Well, I can think of one big thing where I took the blame for something and it wasn't my fault. But uh, I remember years ago, a lender came out with a sales clause um, and they weren't letting their clients out of the mortgages. And it wasn't even communicated well to brokers. And I had a client who funded a mortgage and had a sales clause and he went to go refinance because we were starting a business and the lender wouldn't let them out. So, you know, I spoke with the lender and they said, the only way we're going to let them out and pay their penalty because it's not a sale is if we get refunded all our commission. So and it was a, it was a brokerage firm I wasn't with any longer. So I, um, even though the client went to RBC and I was losing the client because it was a product that I didn't believe in and I, he shouldn't have been in the first place, I still wrote a check to the lender for the full amount of the finder's fees and volume bonus, even though I got zero of the volume bonus. So I ended up losing money there for a client who, you know, just doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you know, I found I've had those situations happen for me too. And when you do take ownership of it, it like that client, have you ever dealt with them ever again? Or unfortunately, that client, no. I mean, obviously, you always you you have situations similar where they do come back and they do refer people to you. But generally, in life, you know, if you do the right thing, it does pay off mm-hmm. uh, long term. Like I, and you know, you never really want to look at what you make on a file or lose on a file. It's you know how you do at the end of the day. And if you do the right thing, 
all the right thing generally happens back to you. Right. The right thing is always the profitable thing in the long run. It's just sometimes you're like, that's my, my philosophy. One of the things I like talking to successful mortgage brokers is they have systems and processes. They don't just sort of show up and hope for the best. And I'm sure in, in the years you've been doing this, you probably have baked in some systems and processes you may not even think about anymore. It just might be like, this is just what I do. And so can you share specifically, I want to ask about, I'm going to ask about sales and then I'm going to ask about like, like administrative stuff. So on the sales side, can you share something that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like and then a change you made in the outcome you got? Yeah, I mean, I certainly, even my staff that works for me says, you know, Doug, you're really good speaking with clients. I wish you could script everything better. And, you know, that's a shortfall of mine. I wish I did script things because I have scripts, but unfortunately, they're all up in my head. Um, and, you know, you say the same thing sometimes five times a day. And, you know, you send the same emails 10 times a day. So we do script things in writing where we can. Verbal scripts, you know, we, you have that same conversation of, you know, is a five-year term better? Is a variable better? And here's why. And here's how people typically get out of and penalties and all that stuff. But I have some of that stuff scripted in writing. Um, when I send, you know, client support pieces after having that conversation with them, but it's something I definitely would like to get better at with, with written scripts. Mm -hmm. So I, I have an example for you. I'm just going to put you on the spot. So if I said to you, what's, should I go with a variable or fix? What kind of answer do you give somebody? And let's say I'm a employed customer with a 25% GDS, good credit. What, how would you answer that question if I said to you, hey, this is what, that's my question? Well, I would typically start with saying this. Well, first off, you know, I'm in a variable rate mortgage myself. So I'm a big believer in the product. Historically, you know, I've been in the business over 20 years. And if you look at any point in time, it always has been a better product. And if you can qualify for it, it's, it's really something you should consider because A, you know, most people really have their mortgage on average for 38 months before they break out of it. And with a variable rate mortgage, generally it's only a three month interest penalty to get out of it. So that's the biggest feature. Secondly, if you look at where prime is and where it's headed and projected, it's the best place to be. So if you can qualify for a variable rate mortgage, it's where you want to be. That's good. So now I'm going to ask you about, so you said you have a team. Tell me about how does your team structure look like? Okay. So I have one, currently one assistant as my mortgage team because there's two facets of my business. I'm a franchise owner, but I'm also a broker. And uh, as we all know, brokering is really the bread and butter of the industry. Uh, and then we have a team of brokers in our office, 15 independent brokers who all essentially, you know, do their own thing and, and they have their own team. Some of them have support staff and stuff as well. But I would say 80% of my day is spent dealing with clients and dealing with my own assistant on, on managing our own book of business. Your admin person, what kind of things do they do to sort of make you be more successful? Okay. So couldn't live without an assistant. They have to be licensed. Obviously mine is. And uh, I essentially am the face-to-face -face guy with the client. So I try to do all the communication up front. That's where I spend most of my time because I feel if you do the application process right and you set your expectations from the get-go, everything goes a lot smoothly from there, more smoothly from there. So my assistant really handles everything from there. I hand the application off. Um, she inputs it. She pulls bureaus. She does all the lender communication. She packages it off. She reviews all the support documentation. She prepares a signing up package, all the disclosure forms and everything else. And then uh, we have a form email that will go out to clients and then we'll either meet with them and then we'll talk to them on the phone as well if that's what they prefer. And she does all the lawyer communication. She orders all the appraisals. So it sounds like I do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I would say most of my day is just the part of making sure clients feel like someone's taking care of them. So 
you know, I talk to the clients if there, if there's any concerns of anything. I mean, 90% of files go super smoothly, but you know, 10% of them, there might be a hiccup here and there, especially as underwriting rules get tighter. So I just, you know, give people the assurance and confidence that if they're concerned about something, they're dealing with the right people that, you know, I can't tell them not to stress out or not to worry, but they're in really good hands. And we've got lots of experience and we can work through any challenges on any file and we'll always find a solution to make things work. Right. That's good. So, and where do your clients come from? Like what's your sort of mix of, of, of being in the business 22 years? I suspect it's a lot from your database. Yeah. Database is, is the way to go. I mean, it's nice where, you know, there's the old joke about you need realtors to build your business. And then after five years in, you can fire them all. But I, I still really enjoy getting business from realtors and I probably still get 15% of my business from realtors, but the other 85% is definitely from our database. And what kind of things do you do to stay top of mind with your database? We, I mean, we mail out our newsletters. I have a homes by design magazine I send out uh, that goes out four times a year uh, where we, uh, there's no advertising in the magazine. We have the front cover, back cover and the inside pages as well. So there's no RBC ad in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody but me. Yeah. And we, we customize the, the pieces on the front, back and inside are all with mortgage stuff. So it could be news, timely stuff, you know, what if things like how to pay your mortgage off quicker. The back cover, we always have what's called a success story. So we always, you know, tell a client of how we helped another client out. We change the names, but we just tell the story. Really, really short, like we summarize it, but basically, you know, we just show people what we do in different ways so that they say, oh, you know, I've got a friend that's like that or a coworker or a brother or a sister, whomever. So we get a lot of referrals from our client database and uh, we do a good job of, you know, trying to ask for those and also thanking those that refer people to us. So this is a paper magazine that you send it or is it digital? No, it's paper. Okay. I wonder, is, would it be possible to get a copy of something like that? I'd love to be able to, an image of it so I could just show people that are kind of thinking, hey, maybe that's something I would do. Yeah, sure. I can send it to you. Yeah, that'd be great. So anybody listening, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put I'll make it digital so that you can go at, to this episode and grab a copy of it so that you can be like, hey, this is, I think it's a brilliant idea to, and it kind of breaks up the, so, okay, you do the, you do the, what is it called? What did you call that magazine? It's called Homes by Design. Homes by design. And then do you do any email marketing or phone calling to your database? I try to do, again, this is something I guess I'm, I should make a better job of. I try to do an annual review call. We for sure will call all our renewals six months before renewal. You know, I'm trying to get better at my annual reviews. It just seems that I happen to talk to most clients throughout the year anyways from our database. But we definitely try to stay in touch as much as we can. If the phone is the best, best way to leave voicemails. And now with texting, it's really easy to text clients as well. Actually, that's one thing I should look into is auto texting clients. <laughs> There's actually an app that allows you to send a voicemail right to your client's voicemail without it going to, so you can actually leave a message on their voicemail. It's called Sly Broadcast. And so you can basically drop a voicemail right into their voicemail without, that's another uh, interesting way to do it. I wrote that down. You probably have a previous interview on that. I don't know. I just learned about this one. So I'll have a show on it soon, but I was like, oh, this is genius. And so anyway, I think if you have, are thinking about using voicemail, because I agree with you, phone is the most powerful. Email has the biggest reach, but in terms of impact, the phone is still the, and even a voicemail is very powerful because people will go like, oh, you know, he, he actually phoned me. So, yeah, I mean, people call me all the time and they don't say, hey, I got your email and I got your, you know, marketing pieces. Because of course we have our regular marketing pieces that go by email, but generally 
they call me like, hey, I thought of you because I remember we got your magazine last month mm-hmm. or my wife left it lying on the coffee table and I always look at your picture and I see it there. And so it's same with birthday cards. Like we send out birthday cards and um, that's the number one thing you get phone calls on and text back from people saying, hey, thanks for remembering my birthday this year. Yeah. So you actually like mail birthday cards? Uh, again, mail birthday cards. Yeah. The old fashioned put a scratch and win in them. <laughs> Yeah, people like that. I think that's a great thing to do. I want to ask about so how do you run your mortgage practice? You got a bunch of subbrokers, you have your own practice and then family. Like, so how do you balance that? Well, it's, yeah, it's pretty easy. I hate, I, I mean, people are going to say like, I don't work, but I really don't do much after five o'clock. I, you know, I'm in the office at eight and I'm really usually out the door by five. But when I'm working, I work, you know, that's all I do during the day is, is the work. But, you know, we've got a fun office. I, like I said, I probably spend, an hour out of my day, maybe 90 minutes managing the other brokers. And the rest of the time is truly working on my own client database and my own book of business. So I'm going to move to some rapid fire questions. These you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Uh, I would just say, you know, knowing what needs to be done, make it a priority, have their vision and really go for it. Spend the money they need to do. Pay everyone else for the things that you don't need to be an expert at. What one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? I would say fully screening my referral sources and my clients when I talk to them. Because when you talk to a referral source or you talk to a client, the beginning of an investment in time. And you really need to decide from the get-go, are those people like-minded? Are those people you want to invest a lot of time with? Because if it's not going to be a good long-term relationship, then don't start it. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes with clients who expect you to do things that you know aren't possible or they expect things to do them cheaper than is possible. You know, obviously you're respectful of them and, and you tell them, you know, how you work and how it's valuable. But um, if you really don't think they're going to appreciate you and, and the work you do, then then don't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good advice. And do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? I would say the only thing we do that I really has found has helped is we make everything cloud-based we possibly can. And so, you know, we use Office 365 for our Outlook and everything else. We use Dropbox for all our client documents. So it doesn't matter where I am. I can access everything just the same as if I'm at my desk at work or my desk at home or my, you know, home down in Palm Springs. Same with the phone system too. We've got a web-based phone system. So, you know, as long as you got an internet, you can just have your regular phone number on a, quote, land-based phone system anywhere you want. Yeah, that's really good, actually, to basically take advantage of the technology that's going to make it a little less cumbersome for you. If you could recommend a book for our listener, what would it be? Well, I would say right now, the Dustin Woodhouse, all those three series, if you want to be a mortgage broker, uh, he's got everything there for scripts and everything. I mean, really, it's the Bible that it doesn't matter if you're in the business for two years or 20 years, especially his third book that just came out. Those are all excellent. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So this is my last question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? I do. I went to it when I was 16. So, and remember the DeLorean, you get in and travel in time. So if I could put you in the DeLorean, send you back 22 years to your first day as a mortgage broker, and you could sit down and say, hey, Doug, you need to do these three things. What three things would you tell yourself? One, from the day you had two clients, have a really good CRM program. Stay on top of your database. And the, other, the second thing I would say is I would have had more faith to spend money in myself. When I started, I was 23. I literally had zero in the bank. I just came out of university and it was tight. So if you believe in yourself and you all should, like if we're in this business, we know we're going to be successful, 
have the faith, even if you'll get a loan to of 10 or 20,000 because you need to spend it on systems or marketing stuff, go do it. Because it's, there's not many businesses that you can make as much money as we make with a really small investment. So uh, it's worth it. Oh, I totally agree. It always blows my mind that you spend a thousand dollars and you can make six figures in this business without too much trouble. And people who want to cut hair will go and spend $10,000 to learn how to cut hair. And their, their chances of netting 150 or 100 grand a year are like less, probably less than 1%. Unless you're doing Oprah's hair or something, you're just never going to, and yet they'll spend more money getting started in that than a mortgage broker will. And, uh, you have to think of it like a business. You do have to invest in it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the, and the second thing too is, I mean, most successful brokers have assistants, but say there's a lot of brokers out there saying, I want to aspire to have an assistant. But in hindsight, you know, I, I don't think I hired a system until I got the $30 million or something a year. And a lot of people are like that. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I wish I hired an assistant at $10 million because then you get to $30 million a lot quicker. Sometimes it's counterintuitive, but it's the old thing about spending money. If you believe in yourself and you believe in your vision and you're creating that, go out and do it and hire people to do the stuff that you don't need to be an expert at, like, you know, looking at everyone's pay stubs and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really good. So, man, Doug, I really appreciate your time. Where can people find you online? Ah, DougNewfeld.com would be the easiest. And are you guys hiring at all? We're always hiring the right people for our team, for sure. Okay. So anybody listening can check out the show notes, everything that we talked about, including that magazine Doug sends out at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. Doug, I really appreciate your time today, man. I hope you continue to crush it. Thanks. Appreciate it too. You're doing a great job, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.